welcome to the Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice podcast with Charlotte Foster. Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice is a podcast all about podcasting. My name is Charlotte and I've been podcasting since 2017. Before that, I was in radio. In fact, first time I went live behind a microphone was in 1998. Yes, that was last century. I love listening to podcasts, making podcasts and helping others make podcasts too. All through my business, Charlotte Foster Podcasts. I promise you I am far more creative when it comes to podcasting than I am when it comes to making up names for businesses. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice. I hope you are well. It is October still. October is my favourite month because it is my birthday. In fact, when you listen to this podcast, I will have turned 40. So my life is just beginning, apparently, and uh, I'm heading towards a midlife crisis as well. But I think I've been heading towards a midlife crisis since I was about 25, if I'm being totally honest. Throughout October, I'm focusing on guests on your podcast. My reason for this is I can't have guests at my planned birthday party. In fact, my planned birthday party has now been postponed a whole year. So if I can't have guests to celebrate my birthday party, then what's the next best thing? The next best thing is for me to help you get guests, the best guests, the right guests, and then get the best out of those guests for your podcast. So last week we looked at whether or not having a guest is the right thing for your podcast. Now, hopefully you've decided. And if you've decided that yes, having a guest on your podcast is the right thing, it is going to add value for your listeners. What do you do next? Well, you've got to find those guests. And then once you've found them, you've got to ask them and they've got to say yes. So this episode we're going to look at how you find your guests and the very best tactics for making sure they say yes when you ask them. So let's start with my top five ways to find a guest for your podcast. First off, we're not going to start looking too far away. We're going to look at our friends and family, but this comes with a warning. It can be a real risky choice, especially with your family members for lots of reasons. Firstly, there's a very high chance you'll go off topic easily and indeed very quickly because you'll just slip into your non-podcast roles. You'll be friends, you'll be family, you'll be mother and daughter, mother and son, aunt, nephew, nephew, uncle, all those different combinations. You'll just slip into those and then little in jokes and nobody else is going to get or fall in, little mannerisms of speaking and it can just sound very insular. Secondly, it can be really awkward to ask questions to somebody that you care about and that you know really well. It can be off-putting because you know them and they might start laughing because you've asked a serious work question and all those sorts of things. Uh, thirdly, they are more likely to mess you around, if I'm being honest, because you've got that relationship where you can push the boundaries. You can push and change things all the time. It's what family and friends do, or certainly family anyway. But having said that, if you've got a friend or a family member who is the absolute 
best in their field, the exact guest you want to get on your podcast, then get them on. It'll be a nice, easy hit for you. Now, do you have to tell everybody that they are your friend, your partner, your mum, your dad, your pet cat? Good luck getting a straight answer out of the pet cat. Well, it's up to you. Back in my radio days, I only ever referred to my husband on air as my husband. No names, nothing. That's because there were times that I would be speaking to him on air in our radio roles. And I just didn't want to muddy the waters for the audience. He did his job, I did my job, and on air, we were never put together as husband and wife. Now, it helped that I have a different surname to him. Bit of feminism, mainly laziness. Did you know how many documents you have to change when you get married? Nope, not for me. If my husband was ever to come on this podcast, I wouldn't highlight the fact that he's my husband either. And if you notice on my social media, I rarely talk about my husband in any other terms than my husband. My friends and other people who know him will comment with his name underneath, but I don't say his name. I just refer to him as my husband. But that's me and my thought process. It's just how I've decided I want to sort of play my life. It's remember, I think we talked about this in an earlier episode about how much of you you put out there. And I always say it's that I give 80% of me, but that 80% is a 100% level kind of thing. My husband just being known as my husband is because I want a bit of my life that isn't out there for everybody to dissect. That's not to say it doesn't work. I listen to podcasts where couples work together and they're totally open about it and it sounds absolutely fine. Same with other friends and family situations. It's up to you. It truly is up to you. I mean, I always talk about when I'm talking about my clients, I say they are my clients, but I feel like because there's a monetary relationship, that's why I I sort of declare it up front. Also, it's the BBC part of me. I might have not worked for the BBC for the best part of a year now, but you know what? There's a lot of me that's ingrained, I'm afraid. So move on to the next source of guests for your podcast. It's your business contacts. Yep, by this I mean the people you regularly meet in networking meetings, Facebook groups, other memberships that you belong to. So you know them. They're not really friends. They're mates, maybe acquaintances, but you know them well enough to to interact with them in those situations. I'm imagining you've probably got some great connections here because I've got some cracking connections through my business contacts and there'll be plenty of people within those networking meetings, in those membership groups that will probably be really eager to get on a podcast and talk about their area of expertise and talk about what it is they do and show off because they want to raise their profile. Now, as I have previously said, make sure that the area of expertise that they want to give is one that will add value for your listener. I also want you to think about how it will complement your message and your area of expertise. This is the pool where I think you will find most of your guests. And This is one of the bonuses of having guests on your podcast because it really helps form new relationships with business contacts or really deepen those relationships that you've already started to build. 
Then we've got social media connections or social media followers, whatever your audience is on social media. And I've put these separately to business contacts because I feel you are one step removed from your social media connections, more so than you are from your business contacts. You've got more more of a relationship with your business contacts than you have with your social media connections. Certainly when I think about the my LinkedIn connections or my Instagram followers, I don't know all of those people in the same way I know who goes to my networking groups and I know who are in the memberships that I'm part of. So it's a slightly cooler relationship. Having said that, these are connections who are interested in what you do whether they're interested in seeing you succeed or seeing you fail is a different matter, but they're interested or they wouldn't be in your network. If you're anything like me, you may well have a slight skew to people in your industry, but this isn't always a bad thing. People in your industry will have different niches to you and this will add real value to your podcast. So don't be afraid to approach these connections or put a call out for guests on your channels that are there. So now we have people you admire from afar. So these could be celebrities, industry leaders, or just those big personalities. Don't ever be afraid to ask somebody you admire to come on your podcast or somebody that you think is too famous or somebody that you think is too important the worst they can do is ignore your request or say no. That's it. That's it. That's the absolute worst that could happen as a result of you asking them to come on your podcast. And weirdly, sometimes bigger names are easier to get hold of because they'll have someone dealing with this sort of thing. So they'll have someone dealing with their comms or maybe they'll have a press person or maybe even just a VA. So they will have somebody to deal with it. So sometimes that can be on your side. Quite often you can go onto Twitter, Instagram, and people will put the contact details for the person who deals with their press in their bios. And then I want you to think about other people's connections. So as a journalist, I'm really quite proud of my contacts book. It's no longer a real book, it used to be, but it's now just a database and it is all GDPR compliant before you ask. All sorts of people are in this book and if I don't know the right guest, I normally have a phone number or an email address of a contact who will know the right guest. So again, do not be afraid to use your network's connections to find your guest. So now you know the places you can go and find your guest. It's time to look at how you can approach your guests and improve your chances of a yes, because that's what we want. We want a yes. My first suggestion before you start doing anything else is to get yourself a media kit for your podcast. It sounds daunting, but it's not. And really and truly, it doesn't need to be more than a page. So all the media kit is really is just a fancy pants name for a document with all the information a guest or a sponsor would want to know about your podcast. So you want to include podcast name, host's name or names if there's more than one. I'd put your podcast mission statement and include who your listener is as well. 
Then you need to put links to your last month's episodes as well as a link to the podcast in general. Now, why are you putting a link to your last month's episodes? Well, that's because that way they can have a quick listen of what you've done recently and they can also see the titles and they can understand you very, very quickly. You also want to include your download data. So weekly, monthly and quarterly listens are where I would start with that. I host my podcast with Captivate and they have a way that you can create your media kit automatically on their website. If you're not hosting with Captivate, I utterly, utterly recommend them. I will put a link to sign up to Captivate or find out more. There's a seven day free trial. Um, The link I'm going to put up is my affiliate link, but I'm not going to be retiring anytime soon from that, I promise. But it just gives you seven days for you to have a little nosy around, have a trial and find out a little bit more about it. So the media kit is where you give your potential guests an idea of your podcast's reach and your podcast's mission statement and who is listening to your podcast. I also include social media numbers. And if you email your list about your podcast, which of course you should, it's worth giving those numbers out too. So if you are panicking that your podcast doesn't have a gazillion million downloads a day, don't. If you can get your unique listener numbers, put those in. Put in a review that people have given you of your podcast. If you haven't got a review, ask someone to review. And also include your social media following and impact. Show them that it is the package that they are getting. And now that you're armed with your stats, you really just need to ask the question. Yep, it really is as easy as that. Of course, if you can get some engagement with your uh, guest ahead of the ask, that would be great. So interact with them where they're on social media. Interact with them, or if you're connected with them on LinkedIn, let's say, interact with them on LinkedIn, Instagram, wherever it is they hang out, hang out there and start interacting with them on their social media. Just sort of pop up every now and again if they've put something out, answer the question they've put out, that kind of thing. But really and truly, you just need to ask the question. Don't wait for them to ask to go on your podcast. So if you know the person really well, just literally do a verbal ask out loud via a phone call or maybe over a coffee. Sweet talk them with coffee and cake. If you know them less well, you'll want to email them. If you don't know their email address, ask them for it either directly either through social media or go through the reception of their company. Say that you want to contact them in connection with a podcast interview and ask for the best email address to use or the best person to contact. That way, you know it's going to the right place. I always suggest email over a social media messenger because I think it's far easier to keep a paper trail with email. And the person you want as a guest may have someone dealing specifically with those kind of requests. They may have a VA or a comms person looking after it. And if you go down the social media messenger route, then it may get lost or just not picked up at all. So your email is essentially the same, whoever you are sending it to, whether this be a high profile celebrity or a business connection that you know well enough to have a a coffee with over on a networking meeting. Starting with the subject line. Now, I want you to make it really obvious it's an interview request for your podcast. Literally, I write 
interview request for whichever the podcast is, podcast. That's it. You have told them what it is. That way, if they've got someone going through their emails, like a VA, they will flag it up or put it to whoever needs to see it. Then open the email, as in open the start, the, the opener, not open up the email. Open your email with introducing yourself and your podcast. So say who you are and explain a little bit about what your podcast is and what it's about. Explain why you want them on your podcast, but make sure you focus on them. What is it about them that interests you? What is their thing? Why do you like it? Make it really outstandingly obvious that if this email has been written for them and them alone, it is not a cut and paste job that's been sent to hundreds of people in the vain hope that somebody, anybody will reply. I want you to explain how and why they will fit on your podcast. Then you can explain how the detail will take place. Is it going to be an in-person recording or is it going to be via an online platform? So a remote recording using something such as Zoom or one of those dedicated podcast remote recording websites such as CleanFeed or Squadcast. Give them an idea of how much time they should book out in their diary. I always overestimate how long they'll be needed for. And I tell them this as well, because it's far better to finish early than to overrun. So I will tell guests, I expect it to take 30 minutes, but please block out an hour in your diary in case there's any technical gremlins or any other surprises along the way, or we just carry on chatting. Make it easy for them. Then you go and point them in the direction of your media kit. I always had it as an attachment. Give them a date range for the recording. Use an online scheduler such as Calendly to make this painless for them. Then give them the best way to contact you if they have any questions and sign off being nice and polite, saying thank you for your time. Look forward to hearing you, blah, blah, blah. And that's it. You're done. Press send. Now, in an ideal world, you'll hear back within 24 hours and let their booking right on. They can't wait. They are pumped to be on your podcast. Here's, here's a newsflash for you. We do not live in an ideal world. Don't know if you've noticed. So if you haven't heard back in, let's say, five working days, give them a nudge, another email, or send them a DM saying you've sent them an email, have they received it? This is where I do recommend sliding into their DMs when it's when you haven't heard back via email. Just give them a nudge another way. If you're feeling brave, ring them up as well. Just say, just check and see if you've got that email. It's much harder to ignore a phone call than it is to ignore an email. Now, nudge them a few times, but also understand they may well be ignoring you. So you've got to decide when you're going to cut your losses and focus on a different guest. I want to give you another word of warning because I don't want you to get too disappointed. You are so much more likely to get a no thank you than a oh yes please sign me up now. Honestly, do not take this to heart. It is something that everybody everywhere experiences. Now, I'm not sure if I've ever shared what I consider to be my most embarrassing job interview to date, but it was for the Today programme on BBC Radio 4. This bit 
isn't even the bit that keeps me wide awake at night, still 14 odd years on. But it wasn't a great shining moment either, because I remember saying quite boldly that of course Hillary Clinton would be an easy guest to book on as she began her first campaign trail to the White House. The interviewers, who both worked on the programme, did their best not to laugh at my young naivety. And it was in 2012 when I began working at BBC Five Live that I understood exactly why they were laughing at that ridiculous statement that it would be absolutely not a problem getting Hillary Clinton on because why wouldn't she want to come on? Duh. Because even when I was ringing up guests, potential guests from a national BBC radio station, I would get so many more no's than yeses. It happens to the best of us. You just need to be prepared. And it is not a personal. It is more often than not, it is not personal. Don't take it personally. It's just sometimes it doesn't fit other people. So there you go. That is how you find your guests. And that is my tips for making sure you get a yes from your guest. Next week, I'll go over what to do when your guest does agree to come on because you want to make sure you get the best from that guest. And there's a few things you can do to make sure that absolutely happens. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice. Remember, if you want to up your podcast planning game, talking like I'm young still, then you can get on my podcast planning toolkit waitlist. It is coming out soon, I promise. Just doing some final little bits and it will be beautiful and it'll be brilliant. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. You can also find me on social media, Instagram at Charlotte Foster Podcasts. I'm on LinkedIn, Charlotte Foster Podcast Queen. Facebook, Charlotte Foster Podcasts and on Twitter at CF Podcasts. Look after yourself and I'll see you next week.